Yo, 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 what up? Welcome to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. Your look at Selena's news, events, world travelers that play munch instruments. Um, yeah, this is going to be a fun one, man. This is uh, not a local person, but it's going to be a, a great interview. And uh, yeah, today sitting with me here in the studio in Old Town Salinas, we got David. Very cryptic. That's all I'm saying. No last name, just like Madonna. <laughs> David, David, what's up? How's it going? Hello. Nice to nice to see you. All going really, really great. Happy to be here. Yeah, we 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 formally met like seven minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm excited. I'm super excited because I ran into you, um, or I first saw you. It was last fr- was it last Friday or was it two Fridays ago? Whatever the first Friday was. Um, if any regular listeners, you saw our last episode, we were at a first Friday event here in Old Town that that's been going on for a while. But what we were there, it was the two year anniversary for the Artist Alley. So right there in Midtown Lane, it a bunch of artists show up, they set up tables and they sell their art directly to the, to people. It's so awesome. It's so cool that, you know, they don't have to go through galleries or whatever. They could yeah. just set up and sell right there. But then they also have an open mic component. They have an open mic component, and then, um, yeah, and then this this dude shows up with with tirantes. I don't know how. What are they called in suspenders? Suspenders. See, I know it's it's weird when I again like Spanish was my first language, but then you know when I moved to the north side of town, which was more English speaking, I just English dominated me. But there's still like some words that I don't. But tirantes is so much better. Suspenders to me, like in Spanish, like suspender, like it's like canceling something. It's concierto suspendido. <laughs> so when you say I'm wearing suspenders, it's like you go around like canceling stuff. I'm suspenders. Sounds weird in English. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, tirantes. And do they say tirantes? Yeah, where you're from. Tirantes. And I say where you're from because you you seem to have an accent. Let's go. Let's start there. Okay, David. Actually, well, I saw you play. You're your musician. So you were there with your tirantes. <laughs> and uh, and dude, it's so funny. I I kind of recognized your how you were dressed because I really like this a uh, a uh, like a barbecue sauce slash marinade. It's it's in this green bottle and it's a, a Basque marinade. All right. And the dude was dressed like you when you were or you were dressed like the dude in the bottle, and I was just like, he's dressed like I'm assuming like someone from the Basque area because I. And because I, I love that, and he's he's drinking out of uh, maybe wine out of like a like a leather pouch or something. Uh huh. Yeah, the uh, bota. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know and, exactly what I'm right. talking about. And uh, yeah, and it's just kind of like a vinegar based. It's one of the cider. best marinades. It's probably cider. It's one of the and it's one of the best marinades that you could use. I absolutely love it. But anyway, you go up there and then you start playing your instruments by yourself, and I was blown away. You you were you were so good and. And it was some instruments I had never even seen before. So I'm super curious about your life and your instruments and all that. And we're going to get all into that right now. But I want to go back, way back to the beginning. Because, again, right. you have an accent, obviously. I don't think that's a marina accent. You say you live out in marina. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a marina accent. So so where where is that accent from? So um, the accent... Uh, I don't know exactly what it'd be. That's from, actually true, right? Yeah, it could be. A, I've been all around, but I'll tell you about my different travels. Where were you so, born? Yeah, yeah. So I was born in the Basque Country in north, um, in northern Spain, 
in a in a place called uh, uh, Mondragon, Arrasate in Basque. But my family is all from northwestern Spain, Galicia, uh, which is a very like a uh, rural kind of like a uh, farming um, area of Spain. So it's also like one of the poorest parts of Spain. So people from there would move to the Basque country, to Madrid or to Catalonia, uh, which are parts of Spain that are, you know, like richer than, than Galicia. So my parents moved to the Basque country and they, from being farmers and, you know, working, picking up fruit, etc., they they studied uh, to work at a steel factory. So Oh, damn. Like, yeah. Holy crap, that's quite the difference. Yeah, you went from farming to yeah. steel. But yeah, but they, they paid best salaries there. So they moved there. And then I was born there, but then even though I was born there, they would always go back to Galicia like weekends. And then, of course, for the summer, I would just be three months in Galicia and the winter, like the whole Christmas and everything. Because all my family was, I mean, the, my extended family was in Galicia. So from there, I moved to the UK. I lived in the UK for a few years and um, I, I, I was a musician there. I was playing music there and I studied music at university in the UK in London. Then I lived in Nebraska. Then I lived in... Damn, that's almost like going from farming <laughs> to working in a steel mill, studying music in in London and going to Nebraska. Yeah, I always forget about the Nebraska part because it was like, I don't think anything really particularly, you know, uh, interesting happened there, but I was there for two years and uh, I did a master's there. So I was studying there. And then I went to Nashville where I was um, for seven years six seven years and uh and that's where i was playing most music and then i moved to texas to el paso man <laughs> how old are there vampires in the basque country yeah, yeah. are you galician vampire over here you're 437 years old yeah, so many lives <laughs> damn yeah. yeah and then from el paso i moved here so that's the that's the last uh travel and you've been doing music this whole and now i'm now that i'm hearing your accent more you sound it's like south london Oh, is that what you, yeah uh, yeah yeah you, you you lived yeah you lived out there with Jason Staten stuff <laughs> so anyway and you were doing music everywhere you went yeah I mean yes because when I went to well, in 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 the Basque country I was I was doing music and uh, I had like a punk rock but when I say punk rock it's more rock than punk it's not like punk is like Blink hundred what's it one eight two yeah that like that American punk, but more like the Sex Pistols kind of punk. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I was doing that, and but at the same time, I was, I mean, I was playing the blues, I was playing, trying to learn jazz, etc. And then I moved to the UK because I wanted to seriously study music. And um, at the time, you couldn't do that at university level in Spain. You could only do classical music. So this was uh, two flamenco th- and stuff. Y- you couldn't even do flamenco as uh, at university. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you could do it in Germany though. What? Yeah. I'd be like, dude, Americans associate you with flamenco. You guys should all know that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, and this was so you went to you high school, or is it? Uh, yeah, I went to high school in La Prepa. Yeah, That's yeah. What the Mexicans would call it? Yeah. Um, instituto. We say instituto. Though. Oh, okay. So you, so, and you did that in Spain. I did that in Spain, and I went to university in Spain. So you started, okay, you started in... Yeah, yeah. and I did, I did, um, I studied a, a major in literature and linguistics, more literature than linguistics, but yeah. And uh, and then with that, I went to the UK, and um, and I did music. 
So you were like 21, 22 when you went to, 21. to England? Yeah, 21. To, I was going to turn 22. And you had already been accepted to university or you just, you said, that's just where I got to go and I'll figure it out once I'm there? So the, um, in Europe, or at least I'll say in Spain and uh, and uh, I don't know how much it's changed in the UK, but it's a bit different to the US. So um, in in the in Spain, for instance, it's public, it's free. So it's not as much as being accepted. You, 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 you can go because it's offered to you by the government, right? So, it's just up to you to decide to go. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then what? and then depending on your grade, you can go to one university or another university. But it's it, it's not like a better university or worse university. It's more like is it closest to where I live or f- further in a different oh, okay. place. So because it's public, so they all finance equally, so that they have the same resources. So yeah, but it's not like being accepted. But that's cool that you mentioned that because that's something that to me when I came here and even in the movies that I would see like in American movies, people are going like, I've been accepted to And I'm like... There's literally a movie called Accepted, you know? Right. Like, yeah. And to me it's like, well, if you apply, you go. I mean, <laughs> like I didn't get it. Yeah. Or I got it, but I can't afford it. <laughs> that's right. Now, you're yeah. smart enough to go here, but you're too poor. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, no, you're dumb. But you can pay for it. So come here. Yeah, go. exactly. Or or that. So oh that. So then you lived in England. F- how long? I was there for about five years. So uh, all your early twenties. Yeah. And um, and at this point, so what what instruments are you playing? So when I moved there, I, I played guitar, and that was my main instrument. And I went to university to study guitar, like specifically. But I was doing um. So I was interested in jazz, blues, like more like Western American kind of music. But when I went to university, I realized that that's the only thing that everyone played. And like I was used to Celtic music from Galicia, flamenco music in Spain. So I suddenly started hanging out at this Spanish bar playing flamenco most of the time that I was there instead of doing what I should be doing, which was just and you know, jazz, blues, etc. Because I just felt like I missed this. <laughs> so you, that's so that's so neat um and who's who i, I always that just seems like such a lame question asking a guitarist but what are the influences who do you like like i like literally i mean so many things that i i mean if you listen to the rumba madre which is my my band my project uh the influences are limitless i mean i listen to celtic music i listen to uh, Cuban music. I play the Cuban tres, which is a like traditional like son Cuban uh, instrument that is also played in salsa. I love salsa, but I love I love corridos. There's a corrido in a previous album uh, called Your Favorite Mariachi Band, in which we talk about how why, when we were in Nashville because we spoke Spanish, people sometimes refer to us like the mariachis, but like <laughs> because they thought that we would play mariachi music just because we were speaking Spanish. <laughs> So, and that's a corrido. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like, really, I mean, I like everything. I, I mean, I like Bad Bunny, Rosalia. I like, I like literally everything. And the uh, next album that we're actually working on, finishing, hopefully, uh, there's so much of that too. Like, so much of like, even like, like electro, cumbia, kind of like. I don't know. How do you keep up with like do you like have Spotify playlists or Pandora or do you just live at record stores? How do you keep up with music? 
I new go, music especially yeah I go more on, on Spotify and like uh, the internet because since I've been traveling that much I try to not own as many things that I need to carry with me so books I tend to have PDFs and I mean I have plenty of books like so many of them but they're all in PDFs and um, and same with music even though it's not the same thing I know that doesn't sound the same way and also if you want to like some records you might want to listen to them in is it vinyl? Vinyl? That's, that's Vi- yeah. yeah, vinyl. Vinyl, yeah, yeah. yeah it's an accent. That's yeah. funny. I'm sure yeah. people will understand it. And, uh, but yeah, but I can't be carrying things with me uh, because I never know where I'm going to be. So, Because you're a rolling stone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right. So it, you're, in, you're in England. Did you get your degree? There? Yeah, I finished my Sorry, m- music degree, yeah. All right, so you get your music degree and then you're, you're in your mid-20s and then what, how did you end up going to Nebraska? So that's an interesting story, too. I was in... You're I like, was, so I was, I'm not supposed to say, but... So Interpol... Yeah, <laughs> Interpol yeah, is looking yeah, for me, so next yeah. topic. No. So I can't tell you. I can't tell you how I came here, but I'll tell you what... No, no. no so the thing... Um, I was in I was in London, and um, I was actually going to go to Chicago. That was my main goal, because I wanted to... F- I wanted to go there and experience the electric blues. Yeah, scene, that's, that's, you know? that's where to go, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to Chicago. So I um, applied to this university because um, a friend of mine, a professor friend of mine told me, you know, the easiest way is you just apply for, a, like you're going to do a master's or something and you get a student visa and then you just go and the student visa might be like five years. Then you need to be enrolling in classes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'll do that. So I applied to... Um, uh, University of no University was it University of Chicago no University of Illinois in Chicago I applied to that uh, university I got in I was accepted yeah. <laughs> and um, I was accepted with a with a teaching assistantship blah 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 and then last minute when I was I'm mean, like I sold my guitars in the UK uh, I left my house there and I was ready to move here. And um, last minute, there was some trouble with my papers, with the, um, my diplomas from Spain and Europe, because, you know, in Spain, the dip- I, I, they might change that soon, but um, you get the diplomas from the government. So because it's, education is public, it's not the university that gives you the diploma, but the government, right? Yeah. So when I was talking to the university in Chicago, they were like, can, you get, can we get a your um, transcripts and the diploma from the university. I was thinking, no, no, because they don't come from the university. They come from the government. So I send them the diploma from the government and the signature, of course, you get the, the, the politicians and it's, it's not a real signature, right? It's like, oh yeah, it's like they just made copies. So they asked me, can we get one in one that they actually sign? And like, I, I can't call the president of, the, of Spain. <laughs> can you sign this? So by the time... Uh, like, get the king. Don't you guys have a king still? It, ex- exactly. <laughs> it is, it is, I'm saying the president, but it's actually the king is the, the main figure that signs that. Yeah, fucked up. But, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I told them, I can't do this. By the time that everything, you know, they understood and everything was solved, the time for me to accept the position um, had, like, gone through. So they were like, okay, now you have to come next year. We'll keep it for you, the position. Like, I can't go next year because... I don't have what, what anything to do in London now, and and Interpol is is getting close. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, "Where am I gonna go now?" Sorry. Uh, and then the Interpol came. To, uh, no, <laughs> the CIA. No. 
so uh, Nebraska had also applied to Nebraska to another university and I was accepted. So I ended up going there still with the idea of going to Chicago the following year because they were keeping my position. Oh, okay, yeah. But then I was given a grant and I used the grant and then they were like, oh no, for for you to like keep this grant, you need to finish your master's the next year. If you go to that place and you stuff all over again, the whole master's is going to take you two years. So then you have to give us the, the, the grant back and I'm like, oh, fucking, I'm not... I'm, I spent that money already, like, <laughs> and that's when the Interpol kept. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so that I stayed in Nebraska, and then I applied to. I finished my master's there. I applied to another university in in, in Nashville. I was accepted, so I moved to Nashville. I did music, and uh, and I, I did a PhD there, and I finished my PhD in Nashville, and while I was playing music all the time. You're a music doctor. I'm a so I'm a doctor in Hispanic studies. But uh, my main focus is popular music, and uh, more specifically, my PhD dissertation was on Spanish punk. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. I got you, I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to send me it. I would like to read that. That'd be yeah. cool. Do you have it? Yeah, 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 yeah. PDF version of that. That's cool. Um, that's so Spanish punk. Yeah. I know nothing about Spanish punk. You are the most I know about Spanish punk. <laughs> well, Spanish punk is huge. Ooh, yeah. I mean, Scorbuto, La Polla Records, there's many bands, but the, the, the one thing about Spanish punk that I always say, Spanish punk is what punk is. Like, the UK punk is just, it's a playground. I mean, it's, ch it's a children's game. Because <laughs> um, when punk happened in Spain, it was right after the dictatorship. And it was right when it was transitioning, like Spain was transitioning from a dictatorship to a democracy, they call it. So, and uh, in that period is exactly when punk came about. So you play punk music in the UK and what's going to happen? Nothing. They're going to say, oh, you say some swearing words here and there and you say some words that you shouldn't have, but okay. But in Spain, they were killing people like yeah. <laughs> like a year before. Like the, the, the dictatorship killed, uh, I mean, few people, people were in jail for political ideas, etc. in jail for what they said. So being punk in Spain at that time, you were like yeah, there was an actual yeah punk is such a revolutionary music but yeah like that's when in England yeah what revolution what really that's true oh shit never you never really thought about that. well and then you really don't European history to Americans is kind of you know like we helped you in World War Two and the Berlin Wall fell yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's what we're talking there's a big gap in the middle <laughs> and um. So yeah, that that is really interesting. You know, that is the a music. Of, that's what I love about hip hop. You know, that it's how it's gone around the world now because of that. Like anyone that feels oppressed, or you know, that like the man, quote unquote, or whatever system is keeping them down, they can turn to hip hop. And even though I don't understand Russian or French or whatever, like I, I can feel what they're they're saying. You know, and that's that they get punk. You know, I think it was is yeah, so much about revolution and and sticking it to the man but yeah in spain people were actually going that's so crazy yeah it was it was real like i think punk in spain like created a, a huge and this is kind of like my my argument in my dissertation that the punk in spain created a whole youth that was very critical with everything and very like revolutionary if you wish but like you know like not people that were just the having fun, which is perfectly fine because having fun is also revolutionary and not going to work is revolutionary and taking days yeah. off is revolutionary, yeah. <laughs> you know, because 
we didn't come to this life to work. We came to this life to live. So like, work is just the means to that life. Yeah. So, yeah. But, You're but, freaking stoic, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what they did in Spain, all these, I mean, the, the youth were just very critical with everything that was happening in the transition to democracy. So they they might pass a law that was supposedly, you know, like democratic. And they'd be like, no, fuck no, that's bullshit. No, that, no that's not going to work. We're not going to accept that. So it was like a critical moment to be punk because laws and things were changing all the time because it was becoming a new democratic country. So it was, yeah. I'm it, I'm really excited to read your dissertation. And I want to <laughs> learn. You know what? Actually, hombres que, man. I know hombres que. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, oh, yeah. They're Spain. They're Spain, right? They're that's, Spanish. <laughs> that's funny because I, I, I don't know. I don't really know why, but so many people that I've met in in, in Salinas or in El Paso, like, especially like people with a Mexican background or um, heritage and, and in Mexico too, they love hombres que. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, many people in Spain also, but in Spain, so many people hate, like, <laughs> so many people hate hombres que too, because their songs, when all this that I was telling you about, like, the transition and all that, like there were killings, bombings, uh, shootings everywhere, and they were singing that. They yeah. were Miami, that, chica, which is like, come on, man. I mean, yeah, it does say mamon, but yeah, it's totally like blink the Blink One Eighty Two exactly. of punk. You know, if you yeah. think it is a really, and the guy loses. The guy, the jock wins in the song. He, yeah, he just yeah. he buys himself mas jerseys amarillas, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the guy yeah. doesn't even care. <laughs> I took your chick, and you're trying to mess with me, and I don't care. And I'm like, this is this song's pop anyway. Um, yeah, that does, and it does seem like such a, and, and to be quite honest, that song, I had this whole judgment of probably, you know, of Mexican, I would assume, or Mexican, all Spanish punk is similar type, like, oh, we just, we want to be punk, because I, I don't know about this. Yeah. I've heard about, you know, the, the dictatorship and, and, but that's about it. I, I, I know Spain w- was under some stuff, I'm sure the U.S., <laughs> fucking involvement in being the bad guy in there somehow I, that oh, just they, seems they, to oh, be they, the they case supported it, of course yeah yeah <laughs> I, that just seems to be historically that seems yeah. to be the case um so anyway yeah that's that's where i make it's exciting actually to run into you because i i would feel to me if someone would say spanish punk i would just probably start laughing to be like, oh hombre's head type shit you know yeah. but it, and then it's cool to know that it's yeah. not that and i'm excited because i know nothing about it so i'm excited to, to escorbuto to escorbuto and la polla records if anyone wants to listen to proper uh, spanish punk escorbuto and la polla records and they're huge in latin america for some reason uh, rock in espanol like mexico yeah it's it's huge you know like I don't know. Mexicans took that a certain rock, this style of rock, and just went with it. And we we yeah. love it. We absolutely love it. And it's oh, there's just so many, so many great bands. But anyway, I want to keep wrapping up your story so we can get into your band because I want, definitely want to yeah, talk exactly. about your project. And we've gotten <laughs> as far as Nebraska. At least were you in like Omaha or Lincoln in a normal town? Lincoln. Okay, that's why I have family there, and they tell me yeah that it's a cool college town so i'm assuming nebraska. even though it's in nebraska you know i could mm. probably i played bluegrass cool and i played in a jack band and that was really interesting so that's that's my highlight for lincoln 
Did they think you were Mexican? Yeah. Is that another place? Actually, Nashville, right? Okay, no, that, that was Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, so cool. Okay, so you went to Nashville to continue the, the schooling. You 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 were like, I'm going to be Dr. Dre, dude. Well, I, I, well, I went to to Nashville to continue playing music, and the only way to do it was through getting a PhD. That's what's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, is that you got a PhD just so you could continue to play music. So every dude, all you listeners. You can fucking do whatever you want to do. <laughs> that thing you've been doing, yeah. The, the, he's traveled, you know, from Spain to England to Nebraska, all to, to play music, and he he did it all by getting educated. And then Nashville, that's so cool that you can say that you you got. I mean, because Nashville is a big hub of music. I mean, especially when it comes to country music, it's it's probably the place. Yeah, and not and not only country music. It, I, I would say, I mean. So fine, my experience is the place for so much music. I mean, every single bar or any place that you would go to would have live music twenty four seven. Like, like it's ridiculous. Like you would go to, I don't know. Sometimes you would go to to a Thai restaurant and there's music. To an Indian restaurant and there's music. Yes. Like it's really incredible. I, I don't think I can like really like describe how much music you find. <laughs> Everywhere, it's like the Disney World of music. Yeah, yeah. that's and uh, even like I don't know. I remember some traffic signs had the shape of a guitar in some places. I don't know everything. I don't know what the percentage was, but like a huge percentage of the income of Nashville. Like I don't know. I'm not gonna say any figures because I can't remember. But a huge percentage is music, and everyone is a musician. Like just think of any style, any instrument. And any day, and you can go to a place where someone is playing that. It's like, it's crazy. Well, that's what, I mean, because just like people go to Hollywood to be actors, you know, I'm, that's what it seems like where Nashville is. Is Yeah, musicians just go there and they're like, I'm just going to go play on a street corner and either I'm going to make it and get discovered or I'm just at least going to be able to share my art. Yeah. And you would, like, I would play with so many people, that, you know, like, uh, um, What's her name? Uh, Celia Cruz's percussion player, uh, Prince's drummer, uh, like like really huge people that you would play with. Not because you know, like not because oh they think I'm great, so they come and play with me. No, just because you go to a place, people are hanging out. There's a jam session. They're playing. You join an open mic. You join, and everyone that's there joining those open mics. They're just like great musicians. They've played with everyone. So it's amazing that you just maybe you just jam in there, and then you realize someone says, "Oh, you know, th that guy is uh, whatever band's bass player." Like, oh, wow, fuck, I didn't know. And uh, and I feel like like you were talking about Hollywood, like that kind of things that people say that only happen in Hollywood. You know that you can run uh, and see someone and then connect with someone, and that th those kind of trains only pass yeah. when you're there. I feel the same about about Nashville. Like you just meet everyone. Like I've met so many musicians that I mean top notch yeah and then in nashville they could just blend and i was just just having this conversation with somebody like if you're in hollywood like and it's like someone that's not from there is like dude is, is that george clooney and you're just like yeah dude that mom that, that dude's always parking in in the bucket <laughs> he's <laughs> right. always taking my parking spot or something you know or or he always takes the, the last bit of eggs you know that dude comes in here and he buys a bunch of fucking eggs you know yeah. <laughs> and to you he's yeah you know he's not this big superstar he's just yeah he's just another person from the neighborhood so i could imagine yeah out there in nashville where yeah if you're not 
worried of like, oh, I want to be, you know, want to show off because that's this is this is this person or that person. You just, oh, that's a good sound. Let me join you. And then you find out like, yeah, dude, that dude is going to go play the Super Bowl next week or something, you know. And oh, yeah. That's so cool. And the funny thing about that too is that when I went there, um, so I used to play country music. I learned country music and, and I was playing bluegrass, um, like jug band stuff when I was in Nebraska. So when I went to Nashville, I was like, oh, God, this country place, I'm going to go there and play. And everyone that I played with was like, can you play like flamenco, like rhythms and stuff? Like, yeah, I mean. That's racist, but yes. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but I guess. <laughs> like, can you do something like, like Latino, like Cuban and this and that? <laughs> so I just realized that everything that I was getting was that. And that's how the band was formed, really, because it was, um, uh, that's how the Rumba Mother got formed, because because um, it was different musicians that played Latin stuff in different uh, ensembles. And we were like, everything we do is this style. Let's get together and do like a original band playing these styles that they seem to love so much. Yeah, And, uh, and it was interesting because it's one of those things that, um, let's say the average white man or, or white people or whatever, like they do like that as long as it's not too much of that and it's blended with country, etc., etc. When it's like, if you play something, I feel like in that kind of context, if you play something more like uh, that for them would be like uh, purely something Spanish, purely Cuban, etc., it becomes like uh, almost like a, like a cliche. So you're gonna you're gonna be playing at the Taco Fest. You're gonna be playing at the Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of thing. So there's a very interesting line there between adding those elements to country Western American music and vibing with them, or just becoming the the token for the Cinco de Mayo event. <laughs> Damn that! That's a great point, and that is a a very tricky line to toe. And so anyway, and that's a great transition into Rumba Madre. Now that we're half an hour into this interview, everyone, your bandmates are like, hey, man, hey, man, you're there to talk about, you can yeah, talk right. about us. But um, so, yeah, so anyway, you, you know, I'm, I I saw you playing by yourself, but you are part, again, of this, the, the band Rumba Madre. And so that came came together in Nashville when you were living there? Yeah, that was... Um First, first it was uh, me and, and and Ruben and a friend from from Colombia that we got together and we said like, man, we get asked to do all these things, but always like in this uh, American music context or like I was saying like in this cliche taco fest, why don't we just get together and do something original and go play with just like any other bands that play in in Nashville but play this music, you know. So we got together and uh, and that's what we did. Uh, we called a few other friends that played uh, bass, drums, percussion uh, with us in, in in other bands, and we formed uh, the Rumba Madre with the idea of blending, uh, which I guess many people would call world music elements, because we had we have music from Colombia, Spain, but from Spain we have flamenco, but we have uh, Basque stuff, we have Galician. Uh, now next album we have Galician bagpipes, tambourines. And uh, but we have salsa horns, and um, so yeah, it's a blend of many different things because we kind of want to really like communicate or create the, an identity that is our identity in a way because we are from different parts of the world, but we're together. So in that sense, we wouldn't have to also like play different styles, but we can have them together in one song because that's kind of like how 
that's how I hear music when I think about music. It's not about this is from this place, but maybe I hear a corrido in which I think, oh, this is cool with Galician bagpipes because they're all mixed in my head. Well, and so much of music, because of this colonization type thing, is related, man. Like, polka is, you listen to to freaking Norteño music. Yeah, you just, you like, you close your eyes and just listen to it, and it's Weird Al, it's polka, it's all, yeah. The accordion. Yeah, accordion, and, and it's... You hear, like, it sounds like you're in Bavaria all of a sudden, you know? And, I mean, I've never been to Bavaria, but I it just sounds so German when, you you know, you hear some. And it's, it's yeah, so if you, you think about it, like, dude, if you can pull all those elements out of it and combine them into a new thing, and it, it won't be new. Like, somehow I'll recognize it, you know? Be yes. like, huh, I've never heard this band before or this song, but somehow it's familiar. Yeah. And I enjoy it. I think that's so true. Because um, when you try to mix things just for the sake of them, like just, are we going to put this and this together and force it? I don't think it normally works, but when you find the like the place where they connect because they have something in common, that's, I think, I mean, that's where I want to go with when I'm writing music. So if I get something that is like traditionally from Cuba and then from Galicia and then from Mexico... I'm not just like superposing one on top of the other. I'm like, how do these like connect? Because I mean, there's only certain you know rhythms that you can play. There's only certain notes. So there's ways in which they're going to speak to each other and they're going to be able to like communicate together. Yeah. And that's when I think they, the conversation between those styles begins. And that's when they create what is like you said. Like that was perfect. Like. Something that is new, but at, least at the same time so old, because you can recognize it as yours. Yeah, no, and that that that's what that's what's so great, and that's why I very much enjoy. Even though you were on your own that one night, I, I very much enjoyed it, and I was just like, "What is this?" I recorded. I barely record. I recorded a couple of minutes of you up there just in case. I would never see you or anything. Be like, look, look what what look what uh, he was doing at this open mic, and um, it was awesome. So you got together in Nashville, Rumba Madre, and then El Paso. I'm assuming that was also schooling when you went to UTEP or something. That I was, I was, yeah, I was, a, I was a professor <laughs> at UTEP. Yeah, see, I know, I know your story. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so, come on, how from, many universities? Right, <laughs> just like go, go, go. Yeah, <laughs> coming now, coming now. Yeah, this is this was a fake interview the whole time. Yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, now um um. I got hired there and I was a professor there for two years and and I was teaching Spanish cultural studies and um, like uh, one of the classes that I taught was um, uh, singers and writers, music, music and, and social movements. So it was basically singers and writers from different Latin American and, and from Spain, uh, Latin American countries and from Spain um, related to revolutions. And um, like, for instance, we talked a lot about uh, the Mexican Revolution and the corridos from the Revolución, and uh, yeah, and I was there for two years, and that was when the pandemic happened. So uh, we released an album, and uh, and we weren't able to tour with it. We had a tour plan, everything, and uh, we did a virtual video uh, a media tour in the U.S. and in Mexico, but we never really went to uh, like physically to any place because we couldn't. And uh, and then after those uh, those two years, 
uh, that's when I moved here, and uh, and I came to now. I I don't want like I don't like to talk too much about my academic side because I'm like that's boring. Go and read it, but that's just for <laughs> professors and academics. This is not for like we we're just hanging out. But then that's when I moved here, and I and I, I'm a professor at CSUMB. That, and then Rumba Madre follow you to so, those places? So the thing is that um, when I went to El Paso, um, a few gigs that we did play, I we would just go and play them. Like I went back to Nashville and played the gigs. But then the idea is that we, we would, because um, now uh, with, the, with the actual ensemble from, uh, from El Paso, it'd be three of us, I mean El Paso, sorry, from Nashville, it'd be three of us. And then we, we, we've been getting musicians like different musicians depending on where we go. And now, now that I'm here, I've been playing with other musicians here too, uh, with uh, with a cat from uh, Watsonville who plays percussion, Ali, uh, trumpet player, Jose, bassist, Miguel, uh, uh, Chris playing guitar, and another Chris playing drums. And we've been playing around here with that, with that ensemble. But whenever we have a show somewhere, we like with the other two people in, in Nashville, we might, you know, like we organize and we like, okay, I can go, I cannot go, uh, get someone from this instrument, or I'll go and I'll do this instrument. And then and then it's me, like always me. And then we just organize in any way that, that works best for everyone. That's kind of, I'm trying to think, who who's... Now I'm all trying to be funny. The, the famous band, there's, there's a bunch of famous bands like that, right? That just kind of alternate. Yeah, yeah, because the thing mm-hmm. is that... Um, I mean, like, like the Prince and the, Rev- and the Revolution. I guess what I'm trying to say. Right? right. <laughs> like, like Prince is the one mainstay, and then it's all great musicians around him all the time. But it could be a different, yeah, guitarist at every show or something. Yeah, and it's very, it's like in a very collegiate, like a very like just cool way because it's not like, I mean, if I have say I have a there's a show in, I don't know, in San Francisco, and I well I'll talk to the guys to the two guys in Nashville like. Can you come? Do you want to come? They're like, oh, I can't make it, but I'll just play with someone else. There's a show in in Atlanta, which is like five hours from Nashville, and they're like, oh, we'll go because it's so. Being from California, it's weird because yeah, five hours okay. that's L.A. Like you're, you're yeah, still yeah. in the same state. You know? Yeah. So um, so they would um, they they come and we play. So it's very much like I mean I'm kind of like the the one driving the the bus. And then, uh, and then we we just find the best way to do it. And so, if people want to, so you have do you have music out there? Because I saw you do have a little uh, the tiny desk concert thing on your Instagram. I think that's yeah. so cool. So yeah, that's a great place if you want to. Uh, that's how I've been showing people. Like, look, this is this is what I'm going to interview, and I I go to that tiny desk concert thing, and it, it's people. Are, it's really, in, I don't know what they expect, but they definitely don't expect that. Everyone's like, whoa, what is that? That's that's great. And I was like, I know, I know. I saw it at, at the open mic. But anyway, if people do want to hear, or if they're curious, where can where can they find the music? Yeah, you can find um, the Rumba Madre, T-H-E-I-U-M-B-A-M-A-D-R-E. If you type it on Google, I mean, it's going to come up on Wikipedia, everywhere. So you, you just type it there. You're going to have lots of options. But you can go on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, uh, we had a Twitter, but we don't use it. <laughs> you can go there. And Twitter's we- weird, and I mean, I'm not trying to say the whole buyout thing, but it's weird now all of a sudden. It's telling me, like, from stuff from, like, a week ago, or it's like, I already saw this tweet, like, a thousand times. Stop showing it to me. <laughs> so, yeah, good. Yeah, you don't need to be on Twitter anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then also we have um, 
a website and uh, we even had a TikTok that we've never used. <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things that... You gotta find one of those college kids to run that for you, man. <laughs> right, right. But it's just like, it's just too many things that uh, that I believe they're very necessary in, in, the, in the industry, but they get in the way of working on the music sometimes because you can't post... And we had for like when the the previous album came out, we had a team that was also working on media and social media. But it's it just gets to a point that it's like okay, let's you know like like uh, they say in 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 español bajarle dos people <laughs> like you know go a bit down like the level so that you can relax and do like write the music because you can't be posting on every single social media every day. And uh, and not just you can't, but I don't think it's necessary, and I don't think it's like beneficial. Mozart didn't have a social media team, right, and man. we still talk about him yeah, hundreds yeah. of years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he writes some good music, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and actually, what did the the name? How do, what is the name? How did that name come about? I mean, I I understand the words because I know Spanish, but yeah, well, that's funny. That's a funny story. So, um, an expression that. Um, many people say in, in Spain I, I mean in every Spanish speaking country but I think Spain might be the place where people say it most is when something is great they say this is the puta madre like mm -hmm. which means like fucking mother but it means like fucking great right yeah the puta madre so um, we were you know like uh, just joking around with that uh, puta madre and, and we said like hey we play rumba music because that's one of the styles from Spain that we play so why not say rumba madre instead of puta madre rumba madre it's like people are gonna hear puta madre because it sounds similar but we're not saying that <laughs> and um, and then uh, I was like that's uh, Ruben thought of that and then I was like hey why don't we do something like you know like the whole expression would be de puta madre so like eso es de puta madre so that de Spanish speakers who are least in Spain when they say T-H-E like the Beatles the Rolling Stones they say de like the Beatles the Rolling Stones oh like, okay why don't we add like T-H-E like the the Rolling Stones that kind of the who the whatever but we pronounce it like in Spanish so de so it's like the puta madre the rumba madre but it's written the or the rumba madre and, uh, and then we also wanted to have something that um, that express uh, like a multi, like a multicultural uh, perspective. So we have the in English, rumba, which is a word that works in English and Spanish, and then madre, which is a word that English speakers know yeah. as a Spanish word. So we went to that thing. Yeah, that's what I it's that's what I enjoyed about it. It is a very unique name. I have I haven't forgotten it since I saw it for the first time and. I forget everything. I'm going to forget your name as soon as I walk out of here. No, no disrespect to you. I'm just dumb. Um, but it's, and, and again, it is that it, it is unique in that it, it's, and it's, but it's also easy to remember, you know, it's not like, Oh, it was this really weird word. I had like X's and Y's and you no, know, it's like you said, very familiar words. And I had a feeling it had something to do because the, the madre, I was like, Ruma madre. I, I didn't really pick, didn't picture the, the puta madre thing, but I was like, I bet it's a, play on something yeah and then madre like people also use madre to when something's for example, like that was la madre de las fiestas it means like the biggest party yeah right so saying rumba madre it's just like the biggest rumba so and rumba means also like to party so like i don't know it's just 
worked in in so many different levels they were like this is this is the name can it also mean like the way kind of this is la rumba la rumba para la otra ciudad i yeah or is that, that a mexican spanish thing i've i've heard that too yeah yeah like the yeah like the yeah el camino no like the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. la rumba yeah and it's also a little robot vacuum exactly. cleaner exactly <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've been dying to get some kind of like picture with the with the with the Roomba, the cleaner, and say like uh, like something else that it like represents a mother, and be like Roomba mother. Is your mother still around? But yeah, she's in in Spain. You yeah. gotta go send. You gotta send her one and take a picture with. That's <laughs> right. Like, that's, that's, Roomba that's, con a mi madre. that's a good one. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a good one. Anyway, David. Oh man, this this was so cool. David, David, Dave. Um, yeah, I thank you for coming on. I'm excited. Is there anything that you want to talk before I? Before uh, I, get you? I this was a great introduction. Like I said, we'll, we'll definitely get yeah, you yeah. back on after. I love having guests come on after they've been on the first time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, just um, maybe a few things about the other day that I played. You were mentioning the instruments. I was playing a oh, ga- yeah. Galician tambourine, which uh, northwestern Spain. Uh, there's a huge celtic um culture and i also must uh, say that is some people think oh like is that like a scottish influence no 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 like it's been there forever and uh, if anything the scottish people were influenced by us <laughs> i don't know about that you know but uh, yeah but i'm trying to say like it was there forever it's something that uh i mean my family sings that kind of songs people play uh, bagpipes i play bagpipes and uh, i might play them here uh and we might we're going to be playing there at some point uh, in in May or in in March again at the artistic uh, I don't know at the maybe you'll play at Exo Public House but that too we'll play whatever That's we can cryptic cryptic messaging yeah. on my end there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we play anywhere and I'll I'll take the bagpipes there and uh, so yeah that all that music um is very I think it's, it's really cool that people get to listen to it because you know, when people think of Spain, they have a very limited, stereotypical idea of what Spain is. And um, also, I talk a lot of shit about Spain. I'm sorry, but I know you probably we talk shit about probably the same part. I would talk shit about Spain all day, <laughs> <laughs> all day. Yeah, but uh, and one of the important things that I also I mentioned that day is that uh, when Spain came to America and they invaded America and everything, uh, it's not like what we know today. Spain was a formed country. It was a specific tiny part that was also taking over the rest of the peninsula in, in Spain. Right. Well, that's what I'm I'm like, dude, they had just kicked the Moors out of Spain. They were broke. So they needed they needed money. So that's where they sent the Italian dude to go yeah. find money. And then they went in within the peninsula. That's my Spanish history. <laughs> yeah, no, that's basically that is right. But within the peninsula, the Basque people were the the the, the Galicians, the Catalans, and other areas in which that they had been independent kingdoms with their own language and you know culture actually galician um galician language is portuguese and it's basically then portugal became its own thing separated from galicia but it used to be the same thing and then spain took over what now is galicia so that became part of spain but it, it was one same place with northern portugal oh. so we speak galician portuguese which is just like medieval portuguese because that's where the Portuguese state when while I mean our Portuguese state while in the rest of Portugal it kept because you were culturally separated when you became part of Spain uh-huh. oh okay 
so um yeah so it's really a th- uh, it's like a mission of me like my grandmother does not speak spanish she's spanish but she does not speak spanish and that's the case in many for many people so it's kind of like a personal uh, uh, goal for me to show around these instruments these styles of music to show some part of that iberian peninsula that is not represented when people talk about spain and that is kind of like non-existent yeah mm. no i had i mean i'm familiar with a tambourine so it when you pulled that instrument out it looked similar but it it was a completely different sound and it it was super cool and yeah i i was enjoying it and and it allowed you to it seemed like it was more than one instrument well, i mean it's a tambourine type thing you know it's got the the yeah. cymbals and the drums both exactly. built into it but it it was it was just a neat sound and again and i hadn't i had never seen it so it was a good introduction for me and like i said it, i you think Spanish music? I literally go to flamenco. Yeah, I think of a dude and a guitar. I mean, it's beautiful sounding, but that's all I know. I didn't wasn't aware that you know the the punk scene, you know, and all all this and and the, the history. I'm I'm so unaware of it. it, it uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited. I I like to learn history and all this stuff. So I feel like all this there's a whole new thing for me to learn. And and I have an actual teacher. All right, that's yeah. right. I'm 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 I'm, I'm we're doing it Spanish now. I'm not applying. <laughs> you have to accept me. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and that's cool. So so if you see Rumba Madre anywhere, or actually, we'll post when you when you'll be at at the first Friday again. And because I I think anyone, if you have a chance, you should go check it out because it is some a chance to see something. You don't really see too much around here. And honestly, you probably don't see very much anywhere because you guys kind of built your own thing. And the chances of us going and being in Nashville when all three of you guys are there are pretty slim. So I think this is a pretty cool, pretty cool chance for for people to to come check this out. I I very much enjoyed it. I I loved it. And and yeah, and I'm glad that, that I got you on the show and and that you plan on doing more stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. I mean, it's it's been a pleasure and I'm, I'm planning on doing anything I can to play music and, you know, also like get to know the community and take part of like part in as many things as I can, like in, you know, community, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, projects or whatever. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a man of being in everything culturally that's happening where I am. So I, I'm, I'm really excited to get to know more people and, uh, yeah, participating in different events. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll be in contact. But anyway, yeah, for now, go check out Ruma Madre. Look, look him up, IG, TikTok. Apparently, might, might yeah. not be a lot of things on there. But, but yeah, go out there, go find, go find the music. It's awesome. And and again, follow them on Instagram, or you'll see our posts on our Instagram of where you can find them, see them play live because it's it's always different to see somebody play live versus recorded on a video. But anyway, all right, thank you all again. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.